SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Welcome to the Declaring War segment by the RSVP Show, where we get to the root of things and apply the Word of God to every aspect of our lives. Worship, application, and read is how we declare war upon the enemy and bring the light of God and His love for us into every atmosphere. Join your host, author, and singer-songwriter, April D. Metzler, as she and a few special guests dive deep into Scripture and demonstrate the Bible in action through their testimony. April is passionate about understanding the heart behind every subject and helping you pursue a relationship with God for a victorious life every day. Are you ready for real, candid, and vulnerable conversations about God, His Word, and His love for you? Grab your Bible, pen, and study pad, and let's visit. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode here at the RSVP show of the Declaring War segment. I'm your host, April D. Metzler, and we are here to dive into some scripture today. Before we get started, of course, as always, you guys, I'd like to thank you so much for joining the broadcast and being here with me today. And we are going to dive right into some prayer real quick. So if you will bow your heads and agree in prayer, with me. I would love to join with you today in partnering in that unity of the Spirit. So, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for this time together in your word. We ask that you minister to our hearts in a way that we understand so that we can draw closer to you, Father. You say that as we draw close to you and we draw near to you, you draw near to us, Father, and you are close to the brokenhearted and you are with us always. So we thank you for those things that you have already said that are truth. We believe them, we receive them, we accept them, and we praise your name for you are always, always worthy of all of our praise, Father. And we just take this time to honor you and we come to you humbly and ask that you teach us the things that are in your word. Bring it to life in our lives every day. Show us what it looks like to take the Bible and be walking this out with you, Father. And it's in your son's name that we come to you asking for this wisdom, asking for this revelation, and asking for this guidance in your word and, and give you all honor and praise. Amen. All right, you guys, so we are going to be starting off a new series in the book of John. So we're going to be going chapter by chapter through John and starting, of course, with John 1. I really just love the um, book of John in, in its intimacy side of how he writes. And, you know, as a writer, I can in, I definitely can attest to how 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 much of a relationship is spoken through the words. It's just from a completely different angle than some of the other gospels that we read, yet it tells the same story. So I love how all of the four gospels partner so beautifully together, but it's always written through the eyes of the person that is, you know, is 
the recipient of what's going on in that experience. And, and that just speaks so much to how different our, each of our walks are. We could be literally growing up in the same house and with the same parents and the same time frame, and we could be, you know, twins or triplets or whatever. And yet those two people will have completely different perspectives on life in different circumstances. And so we just got to understand, you know, that that's, that's how it is. And if we can take that step back and when we deal with other people and in our interactions, we can, we can really just soak that understanding in deeply enough to be empathetic, you know, express our concern for others and our love for others and how we respond instead of just constantly being in a reactionary cycle. So enough about that. Don't know where that came from, but we're going to dive right into this award. I hope that you've got your Bibles ready by now. Again, we're starting in John chapter one. I'll be reading out of my NASB translation study Bible today. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 6 says, There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. Now, I want to stop right there, and we're going to just do a recap. I'm going to do our broadcast a little bit different um, going into this book. I'm just going to do a breakdown because some of these chapters in John are very long. They go all the way you know, to 50 verses on average. And so we're going to just break it apart as we go and maybe be able to get all of this, this meat, spiritual sustenance um, as, as best as we can as we go through this. Now, one of the um, things that you'll notice when you're going through scriptures is that when it comes to something that's important, there's usually for some reason, either controversy or division circling around it. And, um, you know, people want to pick things apart. And so you'll find that through all scripture. Um, but this, this heaviness of what it looks like to connect the dots about Jesus Christ being the living word of God and is literally in this, this verse passage as we write off the bat, as we start off in John. And so, you're talking about the word, right? And we can just presume we're talking about the Bible, which we are. But the word was with God and the word was God. So try to wrap your mind around that. I know it's it's a little difficult, you know, to, to comprehend. But then it takes the word that is the subject of those, those passages there. And it gives it a he reference. And it all of a sudden it, it shifts the understanding that the word is Jesus. And it says he was in the beginning with God. So if you can just picture that whole scenario where God, Holy Spirit, and, and Jesus are just in the beginning there, right? That's what this picture is painting right now. You know, it's it's just beautiful. And so it says all things 
came into being through him and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Imagine the heaviness and the magnitude of that statement alone. I just, I really want you to soak this in, meditate on it, use your study methods and your Bible journaling to really delve into this, break it down in the Greek and Hebrew and dive into this is what I encourage you guys to do because it is, is full of some life breathing things. It will literally strengthen your faith if you grasp that understanding. And verse four, of course, goes in and it says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. In my translation, the L is capitalized. That stands out to me, obviously. And of course, all of a sudden, when you when you have the capitalized light reference, you just have all of this stuff that throughout scripture where you've seen that reference elsewhere, if you've been uh, doing your studying and abiding in the word. And so those type of references definitely encourage you to cross-reference those passages. Like you could jump over into, you know, Matthew, where it talks about how, how we are called, you know, to be the light and how, how Jesus is the light. You know, we can look at scriptures that talk about that. And I just want to really just use this first chapter to pour into you things that you can identify through just standard reading and observance in chapters. And then you can dive into other scriptures and say, okay, well, he's talking about it here. Where else does it talk about it? All right. So we're going to dive in and go to, like I had read already, we talked the in five, it says the light shines in darkness, darkness, do not comprehend it. You know, I don't, um, I don't know how to best describe this one besides saying that there's a difference between, you know, being of the world and being set apart from the world. And that would be the best starting point for you to dive really deep into um, a chapter ver uh, or verse, singular verse, if you want to go that route um, of understanding in that. So you, you would just just do your cross-references, you guys. Uh, you know, Scripture's not going to argue against itself. Um, there's, I think, just maybe like a handful of things that would even come close to conflicting within itself, and it's not even because of anything that was originally written, though. You go back to the Hebrew, go back to the Greek, and you're going to find that it's not contrary. It, it won't, you know, it's, it's truth, and it stays in that form. So God's not going to argue with himself, even though he is, you know, Jesus, Holy Spirit and God, you know, the whole thing is, it's not like an argument. It's a, oh yeah, no, we're on the same page. It's that kind of relationship. So, and I hope that you can find that relationship with God yourself as well. So you're, you're always on the same page with God, right? And so of course, John the Baptist was, it, we're going to get into the point where he was um, confused with being the um, the actual Christ, you know, his his witnesses and those who who followed him um, and were baptized by him, you know, got a little bit confused about like, oh, is he the Christ? Oh, my goodness. So if you can put yourself into that scenario, though, that's what we're actually going to be getting into in the rest of this chapter so it goes and it says in nine, we're picking up right there in verse nine and we're reading forward. It says, there was the true light, 
which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now, this is another deep context right off the bat, but I really want you guys to delve into looking at this and seeing what you can glean from these passages the true light. We're not talking about light fixtures. We're not talking about light bulbs. We're not talking about even the sun itself, the S-U-N. We're talking about the S-O-N um, of God. And so that is what the true light is in this passage. And it talks about him coming into the world and enlightening every man. But it's it's that reception bit. You know, we have the choice to either accept that he is the son of God or to reject that understanding and this is what he's speaking of john's writing about right now and we're delving into this here where it says the world did not know him it didn't necessarily say that all the people it wasn't referring to that it was talking about those of the world you know the ones that are that have their hearts set on things of the world they're there's that's where they're at they're they're drawn to it they're obeying it they're they're you know cycling through all sorts of kinds of cycles of the world um whatever that may be they're still in that bucket and so we find that um he's not talking about the ones that accepted him he's talking about the ones that rejected him in that and so he came to his own is the next line and it talks about you know his own being, you know, his children, and that those who were his own did not receive him. So God, you know, gave Jesus all of the the, the beloved, you know, nation. So we're talking, we're going to go over here and, and talk a little bit about Israel is what we're, we're dealing with. And some of them believed and some of them didn't, you know, in, and we'll learn more about that storyline uh, of history. It's not a story per se. It's just a recounting, a retelling of um, historical events as far as I'm concerned. That's how how I understand this stuff. And um, as far as he's taught me, right? And it, he just, he had to deal with rejection from those that God thought would, you know, obviously he sent him in hopes that many would accept him and it's just this constant rejection but we've seen that throughout the old testament where israel just repeats this cycle um through the generations of praising the lord and then blaspheming him you know praising the lord and rejecting him it's just a um, constant incessant cycle being obedient to the lord and then being disobedient to the lord it's it's just pretty um, amazing. Let's just say it that way. It's amazing how God continued to pursue Israel, even though they constantly went up and down like a roller coaster. And, um, and even at the point where he sends his son, he's still pursuing his children. 
But he said, as many received him. So this is the other side of the coin. They accepted him. They believed in him and they received him. To them, he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You know, and so it's that goes back to, you know, um, uh, Jesus died for our sins as a gift so that no man should boast. You know, it's it's that bit right there tying in nicely here with this passage here in John 1, 13. You know, it's, it's distinguishing that it's not based on acts. It's not based on, you know, your service. It's not based on how good you do or anything like that when it comes to just in general your abilities, your capabilities, um, you're not able to attain it on your own. So it's, it, it's that sacrifice is required. Jesus gave the sacrifice. His grace covers all his love covered the multitude of sins of the world, you know, and it's, it's that part, but of God, it's only three words, but it's mighty and powerful to save. And so you have to be born of God. It's that rebirth conversation that Jesus has with Nicodemus. Anyways, so we'll be reading more on that too, but uh, getting ahead of myself there. 14 comes in and it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we saw his glory. Talking about Jesus. Don't get lost on that word reference because Jesus is the word made flesh, right? And it says glory and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified about him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. For of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. So we're pivoting over to, you know, John acknowledging Jesus Christ and who he is and who he came from. And that's pretty much the summation of that whole thing. He's like, hey, this is the guy. This is the guy I was talking about. Pay attention. This is the guy. Not only that, but he is here to save us. It's his grace is going to provide a way out of our own sinful nature. And so here we go in 19 and it says, this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? And he confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. They asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? So that we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord as as Isaiah the prophet said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees and they asked him and said to him, why then are you baptizing if you were not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And John answered them saying, I baptize in water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. 
It is he who comes after me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. And th this whole thing here speaks volumes of our, our application, our daily application of walking this out with the Lord. We confess our, our salvation. We talk to people about God and we engage them in, in the things of the Lord. You know, like we incorporate our, our God, our Father, uh, Jesus Christ, with uh, Holy Spirit. We incorporate our beliefs of them into our day-to-day -day interactions and confess these things so that those who we are speaking to, testifying to about God's goodness are blessed as well with that knowledge, with that revelation, with that understanding that God is real and God loves you, you know? And, and so if we, if we keep our testimony to ourselves, what good is it? What profit is it? Who, who will, who will we bless? You know, like what kind of love is that if we keep it all to ourselves, you know? Um, so we, we show our love to others by sharing our testimony and sharing the good news. Um, his testimony, right? So 28 says, these things took place in Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. So we've got a historical, physical location point of reference for you to, to really delve into us and see like, okay, where was Bethany? Like, go pull up a map, go check it out, see what it looks like. And then we've got, um, we're going even further here and it talks about uh, John's witness at Christ's baptism. And then we're going to get into the recruitment phase here of uh, Jesus's walk um, here pretty soon. So here we go. It says the next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he on behalf of whom I said, after me comes a man who has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. I did not recognize him, but so that he might be manifested to Israel, I came baptizing in water. John testified saying, I've seen the spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and he remained upon him. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, he upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. That must have been such an earth-shaking kind of statement. Like everyone that heard John say something like that, he, he could have been like, whoa, what? What did he say? He said somebody is the, the, the one, the, the one, our Messiah, like, who is this guy? You know, like, what is his, what are his credentials? What is his ground or footing that he could possibly stand on to, you know, or to have weight to what he's saying? Like, why should I trust this guy? Like, why should I believe this guy? You know, there's so many things on the receiving end of a statement like that. Like it was a no nonsense. This is what it is. You know, it is what it is kind of statement the way that he said this. And so uh, boldly declaring these things to the people. And he's the first one to do it. Like besides, of course, the prophets before him who had said that there was someone coming, 
but this has been years had passed since then. And so you're talking about something that may have even been perceived as like this myth, you know, um, how would you respond? Would you receive it? You know, that's, that's something to really challenge yourself with, you know, and, um, it wasn't hindsight then it was it was Jesus live and living person. There was a guy on earth that was said to be the Messiah. And this was his first introduction by another person saying that he was. Well, that's all the time we have for today, folks. To listen to the rest of this episode and others, subscribe to RSVP Show with April Metzler on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Or if you enjoy video content, you can subscribe over on my YouTube channel by simply searching for April D. Metzler. Thank you again for tuning into the Soul Win TV podcast collection with all of your favorite broadcasters here on the Shining Our Light Women's Inspirational Network. Be sure to get your subscription to more amazing, encouraging content over on soulwin.tv. And don't forget to tell a friend about this resource. Remember, what you do matters, and you can shine your light in the Lord too and be an inspiration to others you are connected with. You are loved and not alone. God loves you so very much. Thank you for joining this visit of the RSVP Show. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.